What shall we look at this evening? This is Penny. Hey, Penny. Um, so I'd like to look at love. <laughs> I'd like Sorry, to look at what love. was that? I'd like to look at love and loving. Oh, at love, yes, love and loving. Uh huh. I found the the um, opening article, you know, the opening uh, sort of essay that to, for this month uh, focused so very helpful, mm-hmm. and um, so I've spoken before about. So I'm involved, um, pretty deeply involved in political things right now, and um, and to try to bring love to that these in in the current environment is really a challenge. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and and I, if I ask myself, you know, do I love certain of these people? It's it's hard to find a yes in that. And mm-hmm. what I find so what I found so helpful about the article was. I don't have to love that person, but we are held in love. Mm-hmm. Why? That just felt like such liberation mm-hmm. from you know trying to excuse <clears throat> me feel a certain way or be a certain way, but but there was such a sense of the truth of that and the and that <clears throat> that fundamentally, no matter how horrible mm-hmm. things seem to be, fundamentally we're okay because we are we are held, all of us, um, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what we can or cannot, sort of what we what any I in us thinks we can muster, we're held mm-hmm. in love and that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. So you found the the article on the lo- on loving on the focus for this session really really helpful. And what it sounds like how you were using it is to see how when you would try to bring um, love to a specific person or people involved in the political work that you're doing, that was just really difficult, really challenging. Those things are just so tense right now and thing. And and but when you were able to then reframe it based on what you read in the session focus, it was that we are all held in love. And so I forget the word you use about how bad things are, but, you know, it's just like it's a really, really... The word I use is horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) The words are really horrible. But, yeah, at the same time, you were able to go, you are able to, sounds like, go to a place of, of that it's all okay because we're all held in love yeah and, and, and okay in a way that are we beyond what I understand um, yeah. and yeah, it brought me back to um, the musings article and I think the opening poem that Ashwini had in that article about you know basically the guy comes to everything is love and when I read that poem um, I, it was a lovely poem but there was a part of me that was like uh <laughs> But then putting it together with the reading for this month mm. felt like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I can go there. Yeah. You know, when I try, when I, when I to find love, uh, there's kind of a level, I don't know, kind of in 
Oh, darn. Penny, you're breaking up just a little bit. I heard something about a level, but I'm not hearing too much because you're breaking up. So if you could kind of start that last piece over. Uh, Either you're breaking up or I am. Okay. You. uh, Well, I don't know either, but now you're okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have to sit on my windowsill. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> life in the country. That. But then, so anyway, what I was saying was, if I, you know, when, when I try to, when I try to, I mean, there's the problem right there. When I try yeah. to, you know, kind of feel love or say, well, I, I can be loving toward these people or whatever. When I try to muster that is the word that comes up is, um, there's a kind of intellectual, philosophical level in which I can say, yeah, yeah. But um, what was so helpful about the article was to be able to just release that. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because so because when you can, yeah, as you, just as you say it, when I tried when I try to muster up the love, that just doesn't work. And on some kind of intellectual level, you can even kind of get there. But what this, what it sounds like the focus is helping you do is to let go of that whole uh, approach. Yeah, and it also takes the focus off me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, what a good point. Yeah, takes the focus off of me. That love, and effort, uh, the, the musings poem that you referenced said something, I think it was like love is, everything or it's all love or something like that so there's yeah. no me there's no room for a me in that approach right right so it's been it's been very um liberating to mm. to, to see it that way oh yeah yeah very liberating thanks rebecca thank you penny this is phil yes phil yeah, I was. I'm uh, looking along the same lines. I mean, that's exactly kind of what I wanted to talk about. Because what I was looking at is um, in our morning loving um, workshop is um, how I look at um, you know when I'm looking at the uh, political news, which I select very carefully. Um, and I, um, you know, because I'm, I'm reading it, and I so, but what I what I saw was that um, that's a place where um, I very seldom go, in the sense that where I go is um, depending on what I'm reading. Um, I feel that I could start feeling the anger arise, you know, and the mm-hmm. um, frustration of, of uh, it seeming like nobody's able to do anything, you know. So I see all this this kind of a uh, potentially stuck place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A potentially stuck place, and all this anger arising, and nobody can ever, nobody can do anything, get anything done. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it just feels like, you know, that, that there's no s- solutions to these problems. Of, of course it would feel that way because that conditioning is looking at it and, mm-hmm. and is what's, um, um, for the most part, uh, feeling the anger, you know, losing that, like in the, 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 the focus, 
you know, losing that that thread of equanimity and going into um, disturbance and, mm-hmm. you know, being disturbed by this, the political scene, by the, you know, the, what looks like so much unfairness or so much um, mm-hmm. besides wackiness and a lot of other stuff that we don't don't want to go there right now. So, but what I saw is what was basically, you know, what you, the last things that you, you and, and, and Penny were talking about is that, that what it, what arises in me is the me. Mm-hmm. When, when this starts coming up mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, And the the and so what I I think it was one of the uh, morning radio shows and it was either Sherry or Ashwini I think it might have been Sherry said uh, let's see if I can see what uh, she said uh, she I can't remember it was really good um, but I I know what it is because ba- basically what it what it was re- what she was referring to is to um, you know, just do what we always do, but to um, move move out of it. But it, let me back up a little bit because what I saw is, what I'm seeing is that when this stuff comes up in me, it's the exact same thing I'm projecting onto them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because there's a me and a them. Now there's me, a rose, and I'm looking at them, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so good to see. So there's a, there you are. You're reading the news. You're watching the frustration or the whatever come up, anger. And what you're seeing is that's the me arising and that it's the same thing that is being projected onto them. Yes. Yes. And I've recorded all this, and, I'm, and I'm look, it's part of what I'm looking at, you know, every morning. And I, and I wish I could remember that it was a very short thing that uh, was said, two lines, maybe, or one. But what it was referring to was backing up, uh, oh, I know what it was. So I'm looking at this, you know, I'm, I'm reading this. I'm feeling all this stuff arising. I'm seeing the projection. And... Um, and the way out is to have con- unconditional love for the person that's looking at it, mm. for the person that's doing the projecting, for the person that's mm-hmm. feeling these feelings. Because, um, of course, what comes up with that, which may not even be, be uh, uh, words or, or felt in that moment, but is, wow, you know, here I am being a very hateful, <laughs> feeling a lot of either hate or anger or, you know, frustration or big disturbances around what's going on. And um, and so that would make me less a less good person, you know, basically mm-hmm. in conditioning. It's mine, right? Mm-hmm. Or self-hate's mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. So if I go yeah. to, go ahead, if you want to say something. No, you will finish that thought, please. Well, it's just if I go to the unconditional love for the person, uh, for you know the the that's uh, having that experience, then what's left, where what I have is unconditional love, not yeah. what's created from the uh, what the mind is creating from the situation I'm reading. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and if I if if I'm remembering the the piece from the radio show that that you're pointing to, or at least this is what what's dropping in for me that I heard on it was, so there you are, really frustrated and angry, angry, and projecting all this hate on onto them, and then it's I love you, I love you, not to them, but to Phil. Right, just to just to go to that. Yeah, go to that place of love that we were just earlier talking about, just being embraced in that love. And all this happens quite quickly because, you know, just kind of uh, some little thing will, 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 because like I said, I'm very, I don't read a lot of it and I don't read the most incinerary, how do you say that, incinerary stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Mostly, I try to look to read the stuff that's more on the bright side, but mm-hmm. you just run into the other stuff no matter what. I mean, all mm-hmm. these people dying, all the you know, it's it's everywhere. The, mm-hmm. These politics are not no just shortage of places to practice that. In other words, right, right. right. It's not just mm-hmm. the election; it's all everything. And um, although probably the election being top of the the uh, disturbed list, but um, so. Um, yeah, so it's just to move, just not just move, but to, yeah, say, you know, just start feeling the love that's there for the person, for the trees, for the grass, for, for everything, so that I'm uh, back to that place of love. And then, yeah. you know, I either stop reading it or do something else or, you know, just it's it's finished. It's like, you know, and... Um, and that's well, been such like, a, a gift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like what you're practicing is what you practice is what you have. Because because there you are, at, at, you know, seeing the, the, the frustration come up, and then that triggers you to, and it happens real fast, you said, go to, to go to love, just to go to unconditional love. And in that switch and that... That then what you have is not the hate or frustration anymore. It's the love. So what, what, as you practice that, that is what your experience is, what you have, where, yes, where you're left. Exactly. And what I'm seeing is that all of this, uh, you know, that's going on in the world today is such a wonderful place to practice because it, it I can carry it over I mean with that kind of that practicing which is I would say practicing on steroids you know it's extreme what's mm-hmm. happening everywhere I mean mm-hmm. we're not just mm-hmm. a little bit it's extreme everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when I bring it into my daily life um, then it's like the same process yeah as soon yeah. as I notice, you know, that uh, the disturbance, as you know, you probably know St. Ignatius says, the spirit of disturbance. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as that comes comes up to just, um, yeah, just m- move into that that circle of love, you know, by having, starting with a person that's maybe got some kind of disturbance going on. Well, yeah, which is the only one that you actually can bring the love to, because that's, that's where right. you're experiencing the disturbance, right? Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. it's just and it's it's just it's such it sounds like it is just such a great awareness practice because you have to really be there, 
in order to note to notice and register the spirit of disturbance. Oh, there it is. And then you know what to do, you know, because it is what you are. You know, and you just bring the love to that. And then right. you're and being the love. And as we know that opens up lots of possibilities like, you know, if in a political scene, writing more and more letters and um in the mm. uh, in um, other places, it just that when that happens, it, it's like the whole, the whole, a whole different world opens up, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, all the possibilities. Oh, what a good point! Then, yeah, the possibilities yeah. from there are just wide open, but yeah. not from that other place. <laughs> oh no, it's very <laughs> clamped down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Phil. Jen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> love the topic. It's right along what I've been looking at as well. And um, I was struck by that last piece of, well, what it feels like for me is as the experience of loving expands, you know, it's really what we were talking about this morning on the show where, I mean, it's, it kind of is a synonym for everything is what I'm starting to see. Mm. Um that as that expands, um, it's the possibilities truly do just present themselves mm-hmm. because it's like it's like a groundhog kind of a day or going round and round in the battering cycle, and mm-hmm. then suddenly, through complete acceptance, which is one of the big synonyms I've been experiencing for loving, in that complete acceptance. Something shifts in a way I never thought of that. <laughs> you know, like, oh, uh-huh. I never, oh that uh-huh. piece. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and that, and so in the process through uh, or through the process of acceptance, there and and I think you mentioned the expansion of the loving. Yeah. Then. Yeah there are all kinds of possibilities that present themselves and, and it, and it's kind of leaves you can kind of take us to the place of, Oh, I never, I never would have thought of that. Never I never of that saw one. that. Yeah. 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 Um, like one that, see if I can describe it. One that dropped in recently was, as I say, kind of going round and round in like a mini battering cycle around like, okay, you know what, I just, I don't want to be that way. That's not how I want to be in the world, right? You know, just that kind of attitude, internal attitude of mind kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there I am in that place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what, what occurred to me was, um, well, how do I know that I'm not just a complete bodhisattva in this situation? And this is exactly what, what someone else in my environment may need to to wake up. And Mm -hmm. so it just, I mean, absolutely no conclusions. I have no idea. But that's a perfect example of how that never occurred to me. And in that dropping in, it was like I was released somehow from that battering cycle, which I knew I could have told you forever well, that's not real, it's not true, nothing about that, blah, blah, blah. And yet, just through that, the acceptance that that other 
you know, I don't know, story, scenario, thing dropping in completely shifts things. Mm-hmm. So there you are going around and around in the battering cycle. I don't, you know, kind of I don't want to really be this way in the world, but there I am being this way in the world and just kind of <laughs> caught in that Groundhog Day loop. And then what drops in is, you know, what if this is perfect? What if you're actually just being a bodhisattva for this person and it's all fine and basically acceptance, the process of acceptance. And in yeah. that, it just shifts everything because you, like, into um, all kinds of levels intellectually and, you know, all of this, yeah. and you, you've facilitated that very process so many times of, you know, the battering cycle and all that. So you can know it. I'm in it on one level, but that doesn't really pop you out the way that acceptance does. Yeah, well, you know, as you're reflecting it, what I remembered was that really caught my attention is that, um, you know, I use the St. Francis prayer pretty pretty darn regularly, a number of times a day, I would say. And, and there was kind of this sense of humor of, you know, like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> You know, because here I am, say, let me be an instrument of peace. And like two seconds later, I'm like, gosh, darn it, you know, blah, 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 Mm. inside my own head, right? Mm -hmm. And then I just, but the thing that I saw was, well, how do I know that's not the instrument of peace? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know, just in that way, I mean, because I guess what made me think of it in this conversation was, I don't have the big picture. And one of the things, and I literally don't have the big picture in terms of the, you know, the information that people talk about what's going on. But the, the little that I, I do know that I've, that people have filled me in on, I just get such a profound sense of, wow, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what feels like is possible is that um, I can practice with what comes up for me in all of it. I can practice being a big enough container to to stay still, essentially, to be with all of it. And that, that then gives me profound gratitude for people that are in my small orbit of life who give me the opportunity to practice that expansion, that being able to be with the discord that that comes up in me. That's where that mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's big it's a really profound place of just don't know, don't have the big picture. Don't I don't have well, just don't have the big picture, but what you do have is the opportunity to be in stillness, to be still with, to be with and practice with whatever is arising for you, whatever discord is there for you. And mm-hmm. in that way, being the, a big enough container to hold it all in, in love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels like such an extraordinary opportunity. I mean, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Yes, an extraordinary opportunity um, on on every level. Yeah, because I mean, like, 
because of the times, because of the lifestyle, mm-hmm. because of the training, because of everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, everything that has come together exactly. to present this extraordinary opportunity that we all have, all of us, yeah. on this call, yeah. because we all know how to practice with what comes up in this in discord in us, you know. So it's an extraordinary opportunity for you as you're discussing it as, as being a, as a, at the monastery, as a monastic, but truly it's, it's the extraordinary opportunity for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about that too, the, tra- the gratitude for having had the training. It really, I think we talked a lot about that at the beginning of the pandemic in these groups, but just that sense of like, wow, I have, I have been given a lot of skills that are very applicable <laughs> to right now. Yeah. And we've added, yeah. I don't even know how many contents since that, right? I mean, they right. just... Oh, right. Just Remember when it was just on. the pandemic? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we were all just walking yeah. our houses. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what is this? Uh, how is it that we say it? that these are the times that we practice for? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Renee. Michael. Renee and then Michael. Um, yeah, these conversations are super helpful um, tonight um, and totally wholeheartedly agree. I'm very grateful for training and practice mm-hmm. um, right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. So for the topic for loving that I chose for um the morning show, the year-long retreat, was to bring love when I feel separate uh-huh. um, from other folks related to the politics. Um, oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. And so division, you know, when I feel divided or separate, um, to bring love to that uh, process Yeah, that is happening. And I've just started practicing with it, but um, but it's helping just to just to name it, like to so like when I see something that causes me to be angry or hear something, then I just go, I just name it. Oh, there's division, there's separation, and I'm gonna bring love to it. You know, just sort of like being conscious of doing it or just feeling it or or yeah. and even just remembering like I am love or we are love or yeah. or we're all the essence of everything is love or you know if I just remember something like that it really tends it helps me to not be as angry or, or feel hatred or whatever yeah yeah so your intention is to bring the process of loving to any time you feel that division, that separation politically. And so whenever things, whenever you sense that or feel that, somebody says something or whatever that, that you find yourself in that place of feeling divided, you're, you're finding it helpful to just say it, to literally say it. Okay, oh, here's that division, and I, I'm bringing love to it. I just want to be the love, be love here in this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just um, knowing that there's a different option. Yeah, yeah. To to those feelings of separation. Yeah. yeah. 
knowing there's a different option and and actually giving voice to that option. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really helpful because they are strong feelings and um and <laughs> it's interesting cuz I sometimes I'll be like sort of outraged or it'll be shocking to me and I'm like I I don't know why I'm shocked again. Like <laughs> Because the same thing keeps happening, and so um, there's some sort of disbelief about it to a certain degree. Um, and then there's, and then I remember acceptance is another good one. Okay, I'm yeah. going to accept that this is happening versus resisting that this is happening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So there can be some really big emotions, big strong feelings, and shock and outrage, and 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 to to kind of use uh, acceptance as another way to bring you to that um, unity or that realization that that of the love that you're practicing. Yeah, and it, and it's still like. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so, um, I don't even know the right word, it's so, uh, I guess just strong, like it's so, it's so, um, it's not a normal way that I am when I have these feelings, like, oh, uh-huh. it, you know, it, like most of the time, I'm not a violent person, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, or I'm not. <laughs> or it's not I'm your not, usual mo, is it? Right, <laughs> or angry, or uh-huh. or yelling something, or you know. Um, but this is inspiring that somehow, um, uh-huh. sometimes, and so. Uh, uh, yeah, and accepting that too. Like accepting those feelings and that outrage or that expression of whatever it is. Um, Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it, to see something that you don't normally experience and to that that magnitude or that intensity or degree or whatever word you would would use because that's not your normal way of being. But, But yet there it is. There yeah. it is, and so you know it comes up, and and it can it uh, it, it can it it can be uh, held in acceptance, and that's yeah, what you're practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except because I think then there's another layer of suffering if if you then get beaten up for you know getting angry or yeah. Feeling yeah. hate. I mean, to be to be honest, it's hatred. You know, I mean, that's what it feels like. So, um, and I don't I don't know if it, if hatred is it's it's um, I I don't know if that's actually the right word or the feeling. It's more like how in the world, like how you know, like a yeah. I, I don't know what that is. Kind of disbelief um, or yeah, disbelief and. And there's a certain level of arrogance with it too that I see sometimes 
um, like not like I know the big picture. Like I like there's something like how I know they should be better or different or something, which mm-hmm. is um, yeah. So mm-hmm. just accepting it and that I don't know and um, so all of what everybody said is really helpful. Well, and, uh, and Renee, it, 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 on a process level, it sounds like you're able to explore it to the degree that you are. Like, I'm not even sure, you know, if this is the right word, or maybe it's this, and maybe, it, I mean, that's a, there's a level of exploration that's yeah. going on that, um, that I project if you did go with the self-hate would not be available to you. You know, so right, so right. as you said, you know, self-hate would love to just take you right to feeling bad for feeling that way. But when right. but when you can, but as you, it sounds like you're able to sidestep that, you're able to really explore what is actually happening from a, from a place of curiosity or just, you know, what, what's this? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a huge amount of uh, feeling bad about it. Um, because I haven't, well, you know, I haven't acted in a bad way. It's just a private expression, right? So I'm not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yelling at people or anything. I'm, I'm just in my own private place doing that. But, uh, which, you know, which is, I think, kind of like, well, I remember a long time in practice, shut the windows and yell and scream, you know. And, uh-huh. and you know, uh-huh. so, um, you know, it's like that. It's not like I'm actually confronting people or, you know, acting out outside of yeah. privacy. But and and so um and the other thing that's really helping that I just want to mention is the new recording and listening class. Um mm. is another way of bringing love into into my life or into my present into my awareness that mm-hmm. there are a lot of really positive loving things around me that can get completely uh, ignored or unseen because yeah. of all this other content that's going on. So mm-hmm. so to use the new tools that the recording and listening class is, is offering as a way of facilitating uh, access to all the loving, positive things that, you, that are truly all around us. That we can just that yeah. we can just overlook or go you know that can go unnoticed. We can be ignorant of, mm-hmm. but using those tools to actually be in touch with them. Right, right. That's that's another thing that's helping me. And you oh, know, yeah. when I first came to practice, I didn't sleep all night. You know, I, I was a wake up at three in the morning every night sort of person. And it has been a few years since that's happened to me since. You know, after I practiced a while, I learned how to. Well, I used to get up, and when I learned just to get up and enjoy the night, like I would do that mm-hmm. for a while, and then eventually it would stop, and I would sleep. And this is the first time in a long time that I'm waking up in the middle of the night, sort of in terror or something. And and that and what was said before about it being an extraordinary opportunity. You know, that's what it is. It's. Mm you know, another opportunity to practice with that. And I don't think I would see it that way without practice. It would just be pure terror, you know, or being yeah. afraid or whatever. Wow. So, wow, that's yeah. really something, isn't it? To see 
to see waking up at three in the morning in sheer terror as a real extraordinary possibility for practice. I mean, yeah. that's extraordinary in and of itself, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And as soon as I wake up, um, sometimes, I mean, I have the terror at first, but then it's like more of there's that exploration again. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Like <laughs> what's happening, you know? And yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. It, rem- it reminds me of what Sherry has said about her panic attacks that, that, you know, she want you know, that, that wanting to have another one so she could explore it was, kind of mm. what made them go away or something like that you know yeah yeah like when you have an attitude of oh maybe it'll happen and I can see what goes on you know? yeah yeah that, that is what it's like yep yep mm-hmm. much better place wow. to be the pursuer oh, than the pursued yep benefits yeah. of, of years of practice or even just not even necessarily years but uh, but just the benefits of practice and having that ability to to have that kind of relationship with that it's just huge yep yep thank you thanks Renee Michael hey Rebecca um so yeah really glad to be here um enjoying this discussion and um about not having the bigger picture and I think it was the morning radio show, Jerry was talking about it, um, about, like, as a child, sort of the relationship with a child and a parent. So mm-hmm. I'm a child, and um, I can't understand why my parent, you know, doesn't let me go out after midnight or something. Or <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so there's... Um, I don't, ha- I don't have the bigger picture that the parent has mm-hmm. about why this or that might not be a good idea. And so it's funny, I was going to say, so as an adult, but even that, I mean, I mean, what does that mean? What does adult mean? Sort of implies like a level of, I don't know, growing up or maturity or, and um, so as Jen was talking about, not having the bigger picture, and Sherry, too, um, it, there's, like, a relaxation that comes with that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think Sherry was talking about it, you know, my struggles and my suffering, you know, you, you could say are because I don't, I don't recognize that there is a bigger picture. And uh-huh. I can't sort of uh, reconcile <laughs> why this is, seems to be happening to me, this unpleasantness with, you know, I, I just can't get my head around it. But that's mm-hmm. the same way I was as a child. I couldn't understand, well, why can't I go out after midnight? <laughs> yeah. um, so it seems that, I, I don't know exactly where I'm going here, but it seems there's like a, when I can remember that I don't have the bigger picture, I don't know what the bigger picture is. I don't know if anybody has the bigger picture, but um, I don't know what that bigger picture is. And all I know is that I have this moment and um, – as we always say, I can take out the compost sincerely, or I can take out the compost uh, unhappily, and yeah. and that's kind of my choice. Yeah, yeah, wow, and that is 
something that we don't have as a child, that perspective. So being an yeah. adult, or having, you know, having had a lot more life experience now under your belt, to realize that there is always a bigger picture. You know, there are, things, there, there are perspectives and things that we just don't hold. We can't, we, we don't have. And so the, you're, you're describing there's a way that there, that, that can be very relaxing to real, to just rest in the fact that I get, I can practice with what I can see and have that ever expanding faith that there is a bigger picture that I don't have. And so my, my real choice, my, the choice I actually do have is how I'm going to be with what I what is right in front of me. How do I want to take the compost out happily or in suffering? That's what's mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. And as you're reflecting on that, it it, it was uh, I could see this story before. I, I'm sure it'll be back. Yeah, of like, well, well, why do I keep suffering on this same content? in the same way, <laughs> seemingly forever and ever and ever. And then, um, and then I kind of got it because I had a huge breakthrough in that area from that really difficult content. And it, it, it's kind of, it felt like it came in as like a huge, I mean, it was like a lesson for that content, of course, but it, it was, a, of course, much broader. And so because the content was so sticky, it's like the the uh, the the uh, awareness or the insight becomes that much more applicable uh-huh. broadly yeah. because I was kind of so stuck for so long. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because because what in, and on a process level, what you're describing is so you're working with you know like a like a real tight karmic knot, a real tight one, something that's real sticky, content that just has been with you for a long time, and then to have a breakthrough like you're describing, a big insight about it, it, it um, you, you use the word makes it applicable because, uh, because you can see that as a process. So I can be working with something for a long time, have a breakthrough, and see that that's how it can, that's how it happens. We just Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it, and and something something shifts, and it's it seems part of that ever expanding phase. You know that that again that that larger you get a glimpse of the larger perspective of how life works. Things things shift and insights come in, and you have a whole new whole new perspective on that content. Yes, yes, and it's funny because it has. As you're as you were speaking there, as you're reflecting that, um, I realized you know it's, it's nothing new, of course, and I'm sure I've heard it from the first day of practice. But all of my suffering is some version of you know there's something wrong. This shouldn't be happening. I, I don't like this. Something wrong shouldn't be happening. And um, and of course the resolution of that <laughs> is also the same. You know, is what the wrong. resolution of that is what. It is is the same also, which is oh, it's you know, the same. Uh-huh. there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong, and um, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong, and um, yeah, a total reframing of the content and the circumstances and the sensations 
and the um, yeah, totally. Different. And and when you and when you say that you had a big insight, was that sort of the movement that happened from a something wrong to there's nothing wrong? Was that was that sort of the nature of the resolution that you were describing? Yeah, I think the nature of the resolution was uh, it was uh, it, it sort of felt like a process of figuring out that went on for millennia and only resulted in suffering. And I realized that, you know, I cannot think about this content anymore. I cannot (laughs) figure out, turn over, manipulate, uh, because it's ruining me. It's going to ruin me anymore. I I cannot take this suffering, you know, anymore. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, we we talk about this all. You know, people have this experience all the time in practice of, uh, you know, saying to Sherry, "Now I, I know you've said this to me a million times before, uh-huh. but, but uh-huh. I just I just got it <laughs> that, uh, yeah. you know, thinking is bad news. Thinking is bad yeah. news. Figuring out is bad news. Um, you know, if I haven't if I haven't figured out the solution mentally through my thought process." over the past 1,000 years, what are the chances that I'm going to get it in the next, say, 10 years or <laughs> the rest of my lifetime? Yeah. You know, probably yeah. small. So maybe that's not the direction to go in. Maybe there's no cheese down at the end of that tunnel. Uh-huh. Yeah. So really getting it that the process that you had been in is not the one you choose. I mean, and, and like you said, we can hear it a thousand times, but having a direct experience of it is a totally different thing. And that's what it mm. sounds like happened, that that you really got it on a level, a deep level, that thinking, figuring out, all of that stuff is not where it's at. It's not gonna it's not gonna resolve anything, it's not gonna end your suffering, it's not gonna anything but cause more mm. but bring on more suffering. Yeah, it's interesting what you said there because I think you said something like uh use the word choose in there. Um, mm. And that, that's really interesting because it's like, you know, in the depths of suffering, <laughs> I don't feel like, oh, I'm choosing this. Um, and yet, in some ways, um, it, it's being chosen, I guess. <laughs> suffering is the recitation, right? I, yeah, I'm choosing something over ending suffering. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, that's, an interesting, um, that's an interesting perspective on it, mm-hmm. which kind of brings it back to, free will and, you know, what exactly is choosing and mm-hmm. who's choosing and <laughs> it's their choice. Yeah, yeah. So it's all fascinating. Whole, yeah, fascinating place to explore and then to just, uh, yeah, that that, that, that 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 word sort of jumped out at you and it's, huh, mm. yeah, it's something yeah. to explore. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Michael. It's Sarah. Sarah. Hi there. Hey. Was that somebody after me? Oh, Oh, was there? I think so. I heard Margaret. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, Margaret. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I, um, I have just, I don't know, I find myself in this place of just, um, being awed by the world and um, 
its intricacy and its um, never-ending variation and mm. and um, and have found so much um, happiness. It just I would say almost being a spectator as opposed mm. to uh, um, someone who thinks they're having an influence on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, feeling a lot of awe for the world and being a feeling like you're a spectator and 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 just witnessing it all and not so much uh, someone that's like in in there influencing it. Yeah, and it just like and also really, um, I don't know, kind of digging into this idea of you know there not being an other. There's just Mm-hmm. Um, the appearance of a lot of separateness, but, um, uh-huh. but not not a separateness in reality. And um, I don't know, even the people that um, I might, uh, in theory, disagree with, uh, they they seem like um, just these rich and. Um, I don't know. There's just, just like a, a fascination with their the their complexity. Uh-huh. Yeah. So even so, what you're seeing, like even people that you would disagree with, there's a rich fascination with their complexity. Yeah, and and um, I don't know. I was just thinking also about. Um, or just having a sense, I guess. I wasn't really thinking about it, but, um, you know, as it relates to the politics, I was thinking, like, wow, yeah, ego never surrenders. Like, it doesn't go down. <laughs> it doesn't ever go down willingly. Like, it's, it's, it's um, you know, if there's no separation, and that's just the the human process, you know, that's, that has a... I don't know. It has its own rhythm and way about it, and and um, I don't know. It just it it just looks more interesting from a slightly more detached uh, or disidentified place. I guess I think that's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like what you're what you're seeing is that. Well, or, or how you're seeing it is there's a there's a step step back place, and you're looking at at all this the whole world and and people who you know you might disagree with and everything, and seeing that in that place of there really is no separation, it's ego that is just doing its thing, and it will never surrender. It will never just like willingly go down and so to look at it in in that in that with that perspective it sounds like you're yeah and just like if it's, it's again not separate it, it could be the process in i mean I, again i'm getting i get all mixed up here with the the pronouns but if there's no external object there's no individual me but there is just this collective experience of you know, the way in which ego interacts with love, you know, that it has a just like a wave pattern to it or something like that. And 
And that's, I, I, I just feel like I'm just watching it, you know, and this mm-hmm. is, I don't know where the start is and the end is, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's just, it's just happening. And I don't, if I get, I, the suffering happens when I create the eye and then I, I have to have it, you know, I, I have to have a role in it somehow. And it's, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So when you can just sit, kind of stand back and watch it all, watch it all happen. There's no suffering there. But when there's this I that's created that has to come in and do something or have an opinion about it or anything like that, that's where the suffering is. Yeah, and I and I could just really see also over this past week, like I don't know why the world just seems so vibrant to me right now. It seems so alive like I just I'm I maybe because I'm like toying with this idea that there are no objects right this is mm-hmm. just all like an incredible visual experience that's not mm-hmm. really tied to anything and I'm just sort of it's made me see it like almost for the first time and say oh my god no how could I not you know just be bowled over in gratitude for this because I mm-hmm. it's so incredible yeah and, in that, in that, when I when I can really take that in, I'm like, wow, this like ego story over here is just pulling me out of that. It's just, it's it's. I'd rather be over here, like taking in the full picture, than concentrating on that um, that particular story that has a it has such a familiar ring to it. It's, oh, my God, mm-hmm. the adults are in charge and they can't be trusted and, you know, we're all going down. And, and you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just like, wow, that, that doesn't that doesn't seem like that would be much fun. I'm going to go over here where there's this, there's just this. I don't know. It's just, I, I can't get over, like, like, I don't know. I feel like a baby who's just been born. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this world's so incredible. Mm-hmm. The vibrancy and the yeah, it's it's just so incredible. And then when you can when you can see the ego story, the ego conversation against that, as why would I want to go? Why would I want to go to that? That familiar same old story. When I can be in wow, awe, vibrancy, life, non separation, all that is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and um I don't know, I heard someone say this is the last thing I wanted to say is this I heard someone say something to the effect of, you know, when you appreciate the world or the universe for what it really is, like what it authentically is, it will start to respond in kind to you. It wants to be appreciated for its true its true nature, not what we like project onto it. And it, and I have just, I don't know, I'm just sort of watching that, this sort of playful experience that goes on with life when I'm watching it, not as a, you know, a separate person, but just this, I don't know, like almost disembodied observer. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like someone who's like on drugs, except they're not on drugs. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just. I, I'm sort of like, wow, I think this is the experience like people must have when they drop acid or something, but, but there's no drug involved in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just feeling a sense of 
of gratitude and awe of, for it all. And, and, for, and, and you know, a, a sense of, I think, what you were saying, you heard that, that the, the universe uh, appreciates appreciation, appreciates being appreciated. For its true nature, not for like, yeah, for it. And it's ah, just, yeah, 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 for its, for yeah, the recognition of its true nature. Yeah, right. It's just it's, uh, uh yeah, it's it's, it's just okay. I know that. I thought that was gonna be the last thing I said, but just one other thing, which is just this. I don't know. It's so overwhelming. This sense of like, wow, I, I just showed up here. And there's all the, or I don't even know there's an I, but like uh, there's, I'm just having this experience. Like it's, I have been given so much. Mm-hmm. There's books to read and millions of types of food to try and, you know, mm-hmm. art museums and, and any topic that you're interested in, you could, you know, with the internet go down, you know, you could chase it forever, right? Down all these different avenues and it, is like wow, I I had nothing to do with this, you know. Yeah. I just yeah. I'm just here, and so how could I not, on any day, just feel gratitude? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yes. To to recognize, um, gosh, there was something, and I think it was what universe on receiving or, or something like that. That that gratitude is the is is the sign that we've received. And so there you are seeing, oh, there's all these foods, there's all these interesting things, there's all these books, there's all these everything that we could ever want to to explore, uh, you know, in this world. And how could I not feel gratitude for it all? Yeah, yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would, I just, I, I don't know, it's brought such happiness and just such a sense of like, gosh, how could I have lived my life in kind of a depressed funk thinking like, woe is me when mm. when I was being presented with all this abundance. How 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 did I not see it right here? Yeah. You know, so Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. And seeing it seeing all the abundance and then think, gosh, what a contrast, what a difference between living like that in this wide openness, awe, I think you started out with, this, this awe and vibrancy, and uh, just noticing the contrast to the kind of closed, depressed state. Yeah, just, it's so crazy. It's, uh, ego, is just, uh, ego is just flat out nuts, you know? <laughs> anyway, that's out that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. And Margaret. Hi, Rebecca and Sangha. Um, can you hear me okay? I can, thank you. Um <clears throat> well I'm really recognizing I think that I I've um been in some deep undulations where uh, it's apparent now that there was real, really um, almost like more than just resistance, but um, having such blinders on in a way. And what brought that up was that I'm doing this other recording and listening workshop, and 
are you using the um, what universe are you creating um, book for, for, for what they want to focus on and I realized oh that's so interesting I've never looked at that book <laughs> actually mm. I did I did look at it I have it and I, mm-hmm. um, and I so I thought wow I'm gonna look at that and I'm gonna use that too and so I just did that um, today and I'm so struck by how um, when I opened it and originally you know what universe are you creating is the title and mm-hmm. it, I don't know what um, except that I realized really just about 10 minutes ago as I was sitting here that that was the year my mother died and mm. I um I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, it, it feels like what we've been looking at this evening in part and what, what Sherry was um, mentioning about when we're children and, and how we really want something. I think it was just being shared. We really want something... And our parents say no, and we just don't get it because we don't have that bigger perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that world, and that and that that's what happens to us through spiritual practice is expanding that awareness and all of that. And I, I just, I guess I just, um, I was so touched by that mm-hmm. when she mentioned that because it was so um, helpful just to see that as a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To see. yeah. But, go ahead. No, no, it's all right. I'm okay. Yeah, that to see to see the process of being um being a child and not really understanding, you know, what well anything, you know, what's going on in this adult world. And as we grow and our our experience deepens, our you know we mature, our and then we get it, practice awareness. We can see that there are, and and we step out of that egocentricity of children. You know that there are mm-hmm. other perspectives that we just don't have, and to see that there's a bigger picture, there's a bigger there's a bigger picture here. And to hold that in awareness, it really can feel like the blinders are coming off and things are, things are, we are able to see things that we hadn't seen before. We're able to see that there are things that we can't see, but you know, we know, and, but it's, and it's all, all very reassuring to realize that that's, it's a, it sounds like we're, what you're, what you're seeing it as is a, um, just a new way to, to see the world. Yeah, and it <clears throat> it seems like some of, of, you know, the expansiveness that's been shared about on this call that, you know, when I look back at different things in my life that were um, places where I was kind of stuck at the time and wanted to think about them and figure it out, figure out what to do or stuff like that, and then it just, resolved itself or or like my parents my father would say to me something about the Vietnam War that 
<clears throat> I didn't have a perspective on or I didn't understand what he was even talking about. Um, but then later on, now, even though I have not been in a war myself or been at sea like he has or had, I I just have a completely different you know, view of all of it than, and what, you know, the fear and the, you know, the, um, the terror that could have Mm -hmm. been involved for, for, and maybe is involved for every, every person that goes to war, I mean, or has to experience it. I mean, I just can't imagine another, um, anyway, but those kinds of things have been, been very, um, now that I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that was continuing. That was happening all through and is still happening in my life. As I, as I you know, yesterday I was thinking about um, my focus for the, the loving class, and I was, I was seeing how I, I wanted to, <laughs> I was saying to myself some things like, I want to be in unconditional love anytime, anywhere, no matter what is happening. You know, there mm-hmm. was that, that voice mm-hmm. there. And, um, and then I, what, what really drew me to a different place was how, oh, it was just so dear that Sherry, it's like Sherry's guidance to several people also doing the workshop was about, well, what about starting with yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, looking mm-hmm. at unconditional love for yourself and, mm. um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, of course I have to start there. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, that's where, um, and it's been so fun to do that and the recording and listening around that and, you know, oh, well, surprises, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, because it's so perfect, isn't it? When you, because what, what you, what dropped in at the, at the start of this, I want to be unconditional love everywhere all the time. And so there, there you go. And what's the one constant that you have everywhere all the time, and that is yourself. You know, so, so how be- what, what a better place to practice the unconditional love everywhere all the time than with yourself, starting with yourself. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, you know, it must be possible because when it wakes me up in the middle of the night and some presence is there with me to say, nope, mm-hmm. we're not having that conversation now, going right yep. back to sleep here, good night. And, yep. I, you know, it's like that's so tangible that if I could do that in the middle of the night, oh, yeah, you know, that's yep. like available. Exactly, so. yeah. If that is available in the middle of the night when it's going to go after you, then boy, it's available. And then it's mm-hmm. just a matter of, of you know, practicing it, you know, and mm-hmm. and there and you mentioned a few times the wonderful recording and listening tools that 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 um, that you're that you have at your disposal and are learning in the new class, and so it's like, you know, the the supports are just mounting. Well, there's, there's this delight in it too, sort of like I think I was sharing yesterday in that workshop about how. I would, it's like the other part of me being there or the mentor who's there listening to me, me recording about what I'm seeing is like delighted by 
well, I didn't know you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. you were thinking that. I mean, it's, it's just, uh-huh. it's, it's, um, there's surprises and it's... Yeah, it's so it's, fun, isn't it, to realize yeah. that you just don't know what is going to come out of your mouth until the moment it's out of your mouth. And to have that delight and surprise and presence and all of that with it is just the best, isn't it? It is. It is mm-hmm. very, very, very fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for practice. It's been, it's really helpful, and I I just love it. I know what you mean. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, Margaret. <laughs> this is Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey. Um. Sorry, I was just uh, switching off speakerphone. Uh, I uh, um, I just felt uh, very um, energized by the talk tonight, and I wanted to jump in in the spirit of participation before Thanks. before uh, condition got a chance to dictate what mm-hmm. I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, there's just so much. There's just so much um, going back to... Um, when you're talking to Jen and about, you know, not even knowing if I could be a, a bodhisattva for, for somebody else. Um, and uh, just how supportive uh, it is for me uh, really when, uh, when I'm caught by those, those, you know, there's, there's so much. Um, yeah. There's just, obviously, you can tell I didn't really think about what I was going to say before I jumped in. No, I'm right, um, I'm right with you. Keep going. Yeah, um, but just that it's so supportive uh, in contrast to those messages um, because, you know, when I'm a self, uh, I, you know, there's so many standards that um, – I can get that I can have a conversation about with with mm-hmm. with ego or just a conversation mm-hmm. period and uh, and it really removes so much of that pressure it's just it's yeah. such a supportive thing to consider that i uh, I am right where I'm supposed to be yeah. um, yep. there like there's so many things you know quote unquote out there that conditioning has an opinion on and wants to suck me into a conversation about. But really the bottom line is all of my experiences and all the things that are happening, I'm exactly right where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Participating and all the stuff that I do and all the comments that, that ego makes about my parenting and how I'm messing up my children. Who knows? Right. I'm just, I'm doing by being here and doing my thing, perhaps I am doing what they need to work through whatever. Who knows, right? But I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, it just well, struck me exactly. as supportive. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, because, because it, it, yeah, it's such a supportive uh, uh, perspective. Because mm-hmm. there are those standards that you refer to, the standards that, that ego would just suck us dry with about you're not being a good parent or you're screwing up your kids or you're doing this wrong or you shouldn't be doing that or I mean the list is endless and so there's that that's going on on and on and on but then here's this other perspective 
well, maybe I'm just exactly right where I need to be all the time and being exactly what these kids need because actually I am in their life and I'm not going to entertain those standards. And so to have that, to make that shift to that other perspective is mm-hmm. a relief. Yeah. The, it's sort of like it's, it's what drops in is I can do no wrong. Um, like my, like it's not, um, okay, so I'm going to put in a quick plug because I got um, the new book today, uh, Ashwini oh, did for yeah. the, I know why the Buddha laughs, and um, uh-huh. so I already kind of dove into it and just, um, and man, I just flew out of my head. It somehow was related to that. But what I will say is uh-huh. that, um, uh, like even things like the daily recollection, like there's so much um, uh, support in guiding me towards this type of perspective that, um, oh, I know what it was. I don't have to argue like for my own adequacy. I don't have to uh-huh. like, it's, it, it, that's already implied. Like yeah. we are, we're already there. Like I've already got that. I, you know, so if ego tells me I'm doing something wrong or if I do a job and, I project that somebody's disappointed in me. Um, they might be disappointed. Who knows what the story is? But my adequacy and that—that's not really up for grabs. Yeah, like that, that's yeah. already it's already there. Like that. Well, yes. And one of yeah, two of the ways that we talk about what you're saying. One is your goodness is already established. There you go. And the, and the second one is we are all in each of each of us adequate to our lives. Yeah, and there so, you go. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so both of those together. So ego can just throw can can lob whatever it wants to lob at us, but those two th- those are not up for grabs. There's it's, there's there's no negotiating. It, 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 your goodness is already established, and you are adequate. Yeah. Period. Right. And 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 that, that ground gets super shaky when I entertain those discussions. I feel like oh, you know yeah. when I let that in, when I participate in that, and where it comes full circle is this consideration of like, hey, maybe all of these things and all the stuff that I'm doing perfectly suits the world exactly. as it is. Because um, as, as Sherry yeah. is fond of saying, we have no evidence that it's. That it's that well. There's no not a parallel. There's not another parallel universe somewhere where it is any different. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just I can just feel the. But I mean, even you know, I'm still life is still going on, and uh, but I feel like a, a relief. Yeah, oh, from such a relief. Yeah, from 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 not having to. Uh, go into battle with those those voices and 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 you know when or or whatnot. I can just drop the whole thing uh, yeah. and come back. Yeah, and that so, is uh, such it. That is such it, Tim. Because when when we when we can rest on those uh, those principles of our goodness is already established, we truly don't have to engage ever, ever. Yeah. Voices. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm just grateful. Um, and, uh, 
you know, I've made a little note to myself to record and, and listen uh, tonight um, uh, about what we were just talking about. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it and, oh, and really appreciate it. Well, thanks for jumping in. Okay. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. And thank you all. So happy.